All right. Okay, let's do this. So, I want to continue the Eun that we were discussing last week. Last week we were going through what the Ramam says in the Akdama to to Musafa's office. The Ramam says that Ovis, Tikkun Amidis specifically, I mean, the Ramam says Ovis brings you to Ruach HaKodesh. And as we explained, this is referring specifically to to Tikkun Amidis, which the Ramam picks up in Perak Dalit and Perak Hei of the Shemana Prakim, where he says, where the Ramam explains in Perak Zion, actually, maybe more so Perak Zion of the Shemana Prakim, the Ramam says that the emotions, the various tendencies of the body, what do I mean tendencies of the body? Meaning the various tendencies that a person has because he's embodied. So let's just define that for a moment. What does it mean that a person is embodied? A person is really, and this is what Parak Aleph tells us, of the Shrine of really, if you want to know what's a person, a person is the intellect. That's what, that's what the essence of a person is. Um... And when we learn Parakalf, we'll have to discuss that. You know, what does it mean to say that's the essence of a person? It means something very technical. It's not just like, okay, Stam Musser. It actually means something very technical about um, defining the person. Trying to get to the... I can dump it here on the screen. Okay, we'll see if we get there. Um, so if you want to know what's a human being... And, and that's a scientific question. That's a, a question about reality. Dhamma believes that the answer to that is human being is intellect. That's the that's what the human being is. Same way it's obvious to us that we're not our fingers. So it makes us what we are. A person can lose a finger and still be who he is. Similarly, take that further, and according to Rambam, what a person is is really the intellect. And then we have this very weird thing, which is that the intellect is embodied. And it's a weird thing. We didn't say it's a weird thing because it doesn't really make sense. It's like, um, why would this intellect? See, an intellect, theoretically, an intellect doesn't have to have a body. You just have a, a disembodied intellect, which is, by the way, the Ramam's definition of malachim is scholem nivdalim. It's a very important word in the, in the Ramam's Torah. Scholem nivdalim. Scholem, seichel's intellects that are nivdal that are separate from, from matter. So the neshama, what, 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 we call, what we call the neshama, but the Ramam actually calls the nefesh, the essence of the person is his intellect. And the intellect could um, perhaps theoretically, at least, not be tethered to a material body. And yet it is. Okay, I'm just trying to do the, the, share, the screen share again because it wasn't really functioning before. And yet, yet it is, right? Um, so we have this funny thing, that you have this, a person is, is, is intellect, and this intellect is tied to a body, and then we have this tension. We have a tension. The tension is that person stops thinking. A person, meaning reason, that's a person, 
instead of using his reason and deciding things based on his reason, he ends up being influenced by the by the body. And that's what the Ramah means when he says in Paragzayin that, and on many places in the in the Ramah's writings, that the tendencies of the Gulf, the various Midas, are misochim, are, are, are barriers between a person and Hashem. Okay, I'm going to make sparing use of the screen because I see it's it's not working so well. It's slowing me down. So I'll, I'll maybe I'll pull it up if we have to, but otherwise we'll have to do the Marmachim's outside. Okay, so in that sense, the more a person can, can transcend his Midas, so the closer he becomes to Hashem. Because the, the closer the more he's um, in touch with his, we call maybe spiritual side, but the Ramam doesn't really use that word, the Ramam say the Ramam's, his, the side is Saraseichel. And Saraseichel, his reason, the Ramam says that the Seichel, Ramam says in the Moyer, that the Seichel is what connects a person to Hashem. And the more a person is able to transcend his body and not be influenced by his body, but rather controlled by his Seichel, the more he is in the presence of Hashem. Just, just to give you a sense of how far this goes in the Rambam, the famous um, the Ramah, first Ramah Shachanar, right, where he says, person's different when he's in, when he's um, in the presence of a king, he acts differently than if he's all by himself. So therefore, this comes from the Rambam and the word of Uchim. And the Rambam, the Rambam says, a person acts differently when he's in the presence of a king than when he's in, all by himself. And therefore, a person should should realize that he's in the presence of the king. And everyone expects the Rambam to say that he's in the presence of Akash Baruch The Rambam says that he's in the presence of the king because you're in, present, you're in the presence of your seichel that hovers over you. And that seichel is the connection with Hashem. It's very complicated. What, what is exactly is the seichel? It's the Rambam. But the Ramah, the says, the Ramah says, okay, a person's in the presence of Hashem. And that's another shmuz. How the Ramah changed Seichel to Hashem, why he did that. Um, you know, it's hard to understand the Rambam. What does it mean that the Seichel is, is like in the presence of Hashem? But the point is, my point is bringing out that the Rambam, in the Rambam, the Seichel is divine. It's what makes a human being divine. And the more a person can transcend that and control himself by reason, through reason, control himself through reason, in the, then by definition, he's close to Hashem. He has, as we discussed last week, he has Hashkacha. That person is more Ashkacha, and that person is likely to be a Navi in some circumstances. So so that Das that we're talking about before, to reach the Das, that means we're reaching the... He froze there. Could you, could you repeat that? Does anyone hear me? I hear you. Okay, uh, Moshe froze, right? Moshe Feinstein froze. Yeah. Okay, we'll wait. We'll see if he unfreezes. Meanwhile, we'll continue. Okay. So that's the Rambam. Now, the Rambam says in the end of... Um, that's a bit of an understanding of, of how transcending the the meet your your meet this royce 
um, makes you close to being a Navi. But specifically, we'll get, we'll get back to you in a second, Moshe, now that you're back. But um, as I was saying, it's not, as we discussed, it's not really transcending Midas Royce, it's really transcending your Midas in general, which is why the Rambam says in Perak Dalid and continues in Perak Hay, that he doesn't want you to have any extreme Midas. Not having any extreme Midas means not being in control, not being controlled by your character, but rather being in control of your character with your reason, which is what makes you divine. Yeah, okay, Moshe Feinstein, you want to repeat the question? No, my question just was, we're talking about um, in the last week before about the dots, the tachas is to the Santa Kaddish Baruch We're right. talking about this, whatever this mitzvah of Seichel is, that means we're trying to, however you work it out, like the hashkaf of it, but that means we're trying to connect, to understand that Seichel? Okay. Um, so that's, so your question is, um, are we looking to be reasonable people or intelligent people, cyclistic people, or are we looking to connect to Hashem? Those seem to be two different things. And which one is it? Is that the question? Well, I'm saying however you work out, yeah, but more than that, however you work out what the Matiz Hashem and the Seichel, whatever that's supposed to be. But what we're trying to connect to is the Seichel or Tashem himself? What's the ultimate? Right. Okay, that's a very good question. Um, for to understand that, we have to go into the nature of, first of all, Hashem. And that connection between Hashem and Seichel and the nature of Seichel. That's basically um, a separate point. <laughs> what? That's basically a separate point. Okay. Yeah, no, there's 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 definitely there's there's a lot to talk about there. The Rambam, there's places where the Rambam says that a person he uses the lotion about some people who are misached im hakel, they become one with Hashem. One can show that the Rambam holds that the Shayavalam Habo is person uniting with Hashem. Um, so in a certain sense, when a person is, reaches this sikhlius, he is one with Hashem, but this is, we, we're going to leave that for now. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So now I want to do, I'm going to try sharing, uh, sharing the screen one more time, see if it works this time, because it would be good to see the number comes inside. Okay. We'll see if it comes up and let's see if we can do this. Okay, I'm referencing here, I'm referencing something we saw last week, which is at the end of a parakeh of the Shemona Parakim, where the Rambam says, the Rambam talks about this, this saying of Chazal, and he says that a person who, who dedicates as the goal of all his actions, makes the goal of all his actions with Hashem, that's a person that does kol of the shemayim, and that a person the Ram says is I say is no less than a navi. Okay, I'm giving up on the screen here once and for all. That person says the Rambam I believe is no less than a navi, and the Rambam says furthermore that the statement of Chazal kol masach yudashim shemayim is a statement that was said be'ezer alaki. Okay, so just I want you to think about it's interesting that the statement um, which which describes a person who is, quote-unquote, not less than a Navi, whatever that means, that statement itself was said, which is something we've mentioned a few times. And I'm going to show you one place that has the same phenomenon. And actually, there's going to be another place too, um, I think. One place is like this. The Rambam says on the Mishnah in Chagiga, the Mishnah Chagiga says, the Mishnah Chagiga says, anyone who's not chos on kvod koinoi, 
It's the mission about what you're allowed to talk about, what you're allowed to learn. So anyone is not chos al kvoid koinai. Now, kvoid koinai, what does kvoid koinai mean, says the Ramam v'seichel. This has to do with the conversation we were just having about the seichel sometimes being a stand-in for Hashem. Kvoid koinai means sechloi. Kosh loi chos al kvoid koinai means anyone who's not careful not to corrupt his seichel. And how does a person have to be careful not to corrupt his seichel? Ram says because there's a tendency when you're trying to know things, everyone wants to know things, and sometimes we try to know something that is beyond our ability to know. And when you do that, not only won't you achieve that knowledge, but you're going to corrupt your ability to think straight. And that's lechos al kavod kainai. So you have to think about the covet of Hashem means respect your intellect. Don't ruin it by looking into things that um, that are beyond your hasaga and that, and that are only going to make going to dray your head. Amazing Rambam. <laughs> the other Rambam says that that saying was was said. Okay, Rambam is not uh, even though I'm, we have two Rambams that do that. Don't think the Rambam is fond of doing that. I know only of those of these two places. Okay, so this veto in the Mishnah of Kosh Lechos which teaches you how important it is to recognize the limitations of intellect and not to push too far because you can end up ruining your ability to think. That statement itself was said by Allah. Okay, and similarly, the Rambam says in the Marivuchim, this is Kelech Alfek Chof Alek, he's talking about the Pasuk. It says Hashem protected Moshe. So do you have a Mernabukim there? Can you pick, show me which version you have? Just pick it up. Ah, okay, good. Okay, good. So I think that we have the same two stuff that I'm, I have the inventable rules for me. I'm actually not sure it's the same two stuff. Could you show me the inside? No, different two stuff. Okay. In Perak of Aleph, we have the same words. That's the Ibn Tibon translation with some, uh, I think, version. Um, the Rambam over there says that when the Pasuk says Hashem protected Moshe, Rambam is like this. What does it mean Hashem is protecting Moshe? Moshe was seeking to learn something very great, very lofty. A great Hasaga. And when a person seeks a Hasaga that's beyond him, his seichel is going to be mishtabish. His seichel is going to get ruined. Elohim is a lucky. Unless he has an ezer lucky, divine aid protecting him. And that's what the pasuk means when it says, Hashem will protect Moshe. It means because Moshe was engaged in seeking great knowledge that some of it which can lead him to places that he can't understand. And, and if that happens, the person is going to ruin his mind. Unless he has divine protection. Ezer lucky. Hashem Supplied with this is Allah. So here again we have that the statement of Chazal about how important it is to, to not go beyond where you can. And as Ramam says, that you need an Israel lucky to protect you from that risk, that itself was said by Israel lucky. Okay? Now, both of these things are, make a lot of sense to me because let's say a person understands. 
the concept of How does he understand that concept? Because he does it. Or if he understands it, well, he will do it. Now, if he will do it, if he will act with he's going to be no less. He's going to be on a madrig of no less than a Navi. Okay, so then in that very practice of which makes him no less than a Navi, he's going to, he could have a tfisa, he could have, he's have an understanding of that a Navi kind of understanding that will give him the ability to express that great idea in these words that require uh, Ezer Laki. Right? So that, in other words, if a person acts in a way that brings him to an Ezer Laki, makes him look off to me Navi, then it's not surprising that part of that will be, part of not being less than a Navi, part of having this kind of rarefied uh, intellect or a view of reality that's almost like a Navi, Part of that will be they'll have the ability to express this, this to describe this state as a Navi would in these words, in these words that are, these are a lucky kind of words. And similarly, understanding this idea that a person has to be careful about not going beyond the intellect, um, unless Hashem protects you. So it's something about the understanding that is a lucky comes along with an is a lucky. The exact mechanics of that we have to think about more probably, but I, I think there's a parallel here. Okay. Now, now I want to tell you like this. So this idea, the Ramam says in the end of Perak Hay, that the person is Komasechi Lushim Shemaim, is Lekpachs Minavi. And as we've been discussing, um, Ovis teaches a person how to be a Navi. And the real purpose is, um, or, or I don't know the real purpose, but, but the way Ovis is framed is telling us what does it take to be a Tana, what does it take to be someone who's who's mamshech, the divine project, the divine law? Okay? So I want to show you something like this. The Rambam himself, and this is also in the Mardavu, the Rambam himself was soimech on the fact that he was a koma sechri yudashim shemayim person, and he and he did something which is not quite uh, legal according to the according to the law, according to the Torah. In other words, Rambam says in Parakei Rosh Hashanah, Rambam says that goes along with another member of What does it mean? It means that you can do things even if there's a tzad has an Avera even something which has some sort of Nindu Avera this a person is supposed to have a kavan of all mice l'shem shemayim, do everything l'shem shemayim, even something which has some tzaravir in it. That can't be Rambam. The Rambam himself was soimich on this halach l'mais. Rambam was soimich on this rule that you could break the law halach l'mais. And we'll see from these Rambams that not everyone's allowed to break the law. If you're a kol masechi l'shem shemayim kind of person, then then you're allowed to bend. The halacha and do what's what he calls in the Shemana Prakim something that has a nidnud aver. Here's what I'm going to show you. The Ram says in that in the Tzavoa Sasefer of the of the Merne Buchim. And that's unfortunate we don't have things on the screens screen, so it's gonna hard to tell you where it is. I don't know which prints we have, not the same print that you have, so I'll just tell you outside. The Ram talks about the fact that in the Moed of Vuchim, he's doing something that's a very novel thing. He's writing down Sisrei Torah. 
that Rama holds more in the book of his Masivarish Masivakava, basically. So it's this way to that are not supposed to be written down, not supposed to be revealed. And yet the Rambam is going ahead and doing this innovation. Says the Rambam, why am I doing this? I relied on Ace Lasses Asermifir Tarasecha and Komasech Yudashim Shemai. So Rambam is telling us that even though this is something that you're not supposed to do it, and if you look in in, in Sachsagiga, there's real restrictions on, on how much you're allowed to be Megalan, um, which but the Rambam wasn't Megalagamri. The whole shmuz about that, that's not going to bear We're not going to go into that. But the point is, he was doing something that technically, api halacha, shouldn't be doing. But he was saimech on kamasach yudashim shemai. He was saimech on kamasach yudashim shemai. And Ram says, also, nigeris teimon. What does it mean, kamasach yudashim shemai? It means, again, it means you're allowed to do something, as Ram says, even if it has a nidnud affair, even something which has a shtikl tzad iser, as long as you're hokamasach yudashim Ram says, also, Ram says also in in the Gers Teimon about Rabsadi Goin. Rabsadi Goin says made a, told people when the Kates is he had Cheshbonis from Mashiach coming, even though the Gemara says one shouldn't do that. But he was called Mas of the Shem Shemay. So here we have two places: one about himself, one about Rabsadi Goin. Ram says a called Mas of the Shem Shemay person is allowed to to bend the law. Okay, I'm saying on this Allah Fine, good. So. To 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 wrap up the um the vart about Chazal, and then we're going to get back to these particular places in the Rambam. In other words, first I want to show you what Chazal is, and I want to show you how the Rambam himself is also making new laws or breaking laws and making new laws in a similar way of Chazal. So first, let's finish up with Chazal. We've been saying again and again that that Pekiyavus teaches uh, teaches Chazal how to be teaches us what Chazal are. And tells us why Chazal are lucky. As we learned, why is that? Again, why is that? Because a balanced person, a balanced person, someone who's not following his midas, he's a divine person. Because if you remember, as we said last week, the Torah is divine because the Torah is balanced. Balanced means instead of being stuck in this world, instead of this world being you and, and dictating how you act, instead you are uh, equally, equally comfortable with every aspect of this world. You give every aspect of the wor- of the world what it's due, and by by doing so, you're doing exactly what Hashem did. Hashem made the world arts maloya, and Hashem is manic people to act in a way that's consistent, that's that's balanced and consistent with reality. So when a person himself knows this balance, he himself is knows the. The uh, we call it the secret of the Torah, what the Torah is all about, and thus, and thus, his deus, his understanding, his understanding of what the of what is necessary in each situation itself is called Torah. Remember, the Ram says in Agdama to Bishnayis. Ramam asks, "Why do you have to listen to the Mishpat Pliny?" The person can say, "Why do I have to listen to Mishpat Pliny?" And the answer was, "Gamishpat Lekimu." The answer was, "Gamishpat Lekimu." It's not him; it's Hashem. It means the Ramam is saying. That Chazal, when Chazal do something, when Chazal make a law, even if they make a new takana, it's called Lele Kim. It's called Lele Kim. If you look, if you have the Shemana Prakim in front of you, <clears throat> I want to show you that the Ram says this in Perek Dalet as well. The Ram in Perek Dalet is talking by Rikas about the need to be balanced. And the Rambam says over there as follows. The Rambam says, maybe a person's going to say, 
that look, if taiva is such a bad thing, and you have to avoid it, so maybe I should go to another extreme in order to avoid taiva. Because Ram has a shita that even though you have to really be balanced, but in order to be balanced, it's good to go a little bit off the middle because that way it protects you from 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 the worst extremes. We don't have to go into that. But the Ram over there says the following: the Ram says a person shouldn't think that maybe I should take on extra chumras and all sorts of achakas because I need to be balanced. Maybe I should take them on. Says the Ram, no, no, no need to do that because the Torah already did that for you. It's like the Ram. The Torah already did that for you. The Torah is designed to be Masak in a person's midas. Says the Rambam, this is in Dalin. the Torah answered what it answered in order, in order to make a person, to train a person. The reason why we're not allowed to eat certain foods and the reason why there's beers that are aser, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and besides, because that says the Rambam, Rabbi Seinu further minimized Tashvish and they said, you now do Tashvish by day. All this was to make us balanced. As Kol, but he says, if I'm reading the Russian inside, as Kol Hashem Aleinu, so we should be balanced. So he says again, he says, look, you're telling me that you want to take on Chumris because you want to be Masaki and Yemidis? The Torah did that for you because the purpose of the Torah is to be balanced. But he says, why? Because the Torah is telling you don't eat everything, don't do every single beer you want, and that way you'll be a balanced person. You don't take on extra Chumris, the Torah is doing it for you. But he throws in Torah to he says, and Chazal also were Moise if he threw him on beer, they said he can't touch his bad day. As Kol Zet, Tziva Hashem Oleinu, Kedesh Yisrachim. So now, first of all, the Ram says, Tziva Hashem, about Chazal's Isra of Tashmish Bia. Tziva Hashem. Secondly, in a much deeper point, if the Torah is balanced, as we mentioned last week, the Torah is Chukim Mishpatim Sadikim. Why is it Chukim Mishpatim Sadikim? Because it's balanced. Why? So it's balanced that Tashmish should be Mutter by day, and that there should be other Yisrachim. And come Chazal, and are adding to the Torah, the Torah throwing the Torah out of balance. How could, the, how could the Torah be balanced and then say, and then the Ram's going to say, the Torah plus the Yisurim of Chazal make a person balanced. The Torah says, Pasha, has to be that when Chazal are adding Yisurim to the Torah, they're not doing something that's different from the Kavanah Satir. The Kavanah Satir is to achieve balance. And that's why the Torah is called Chut Mishpat and Tzadikim. And that's why the Torah is called Divine. <clears throat> if Chazal see that something is necessary for that same purpose, for the same purpose of the Torah, for that same balance, then their law is also mitzarif to the chukum mishpatim tzadikim of the Torah, and their law, furthermore, is called tziva shemisan. And that's what the Rambam exact same thing Rambam says in the Hakdamat Mishnayis, which is unfortunately we can't put up to the shyness over here. But if you remember, the lashon was, "Don't say is it takanas pliny? Why should I listen to pliny?" The answer is gamishpat lelekimhu. It's all mishpat echad, says the Rambam. It's all mishpat echad. What that means is that when Chazala moisif something on the Torah. It's not a Hoysafa. Why is it not a Hoysafa? Because it's organically added to the Torah. It fits right into the Torah. Because if you understand the Kavanah Satayra, which is, again, like the Rambam, that a person should be balanced, so that it should be divine, and so on and so forth. And then you do something, because you do something to further that very same end, that very same goal, then what you're doing is nitzarif to the Torah. And, and I can call it in Shemar Rupak, I can call it Siva Hashem Isanu. And then, and I could say Mishpat that came on that. So that's what's happening in the Akdama to put it all together. And now we're going to go to the Rambam itself. So my point now, you obviously might have one question, just one question, but I have to wonder why did Chazal have to add something to the Torah when they did? Before that, the Torah didn't need this, and now the Torah does. So that's a question. 
But given that Chazal saw something was necessary for the Kavanah Satayra, for the Kavanah Satayra, if something is necessary for the Kavanah Satayra, then when you add it to the Torah, it's as divine as the Torah, and you could say Tziva Hashem, you could say Mishpat Elikim. Okay, I want to take a break and see if there's any questions on, on this on thus far. No one? Okay. Let's go back to them. All right. So as I mentioned before, um, should we do this one more time? No, let's say that. As I mentioned before, the Ramam himself, the Ramam himself changed the law. That means the Rambam wrote Sisrei Taira in the Marnebuchim, even though one is not supposed to do that, technically. And he says in his Akdama, in the Tzahor HaSafer, in the beginning of Sefer, that he was saying, but he also says something amazing, and this we have to understand how this all gets back to Midas, and how the Ramah himself was sort of like a Tana, or a Navi, in the exact same sense that we're talking about it now. The Ramam changed the law. The law says, the Torah says, you can't teach the Torah. The Ramam decided that he must. And we're going to look about what made the Ramam decide that he must do so. And you'll see how it's, Mamish fits into the same shmuz that the Ramam saw himself as being someone who can basically be part of the, be part of the Messiah or, or change the change the halakha like Chazam. This Ramam is Nekdom to Paragimel. If you didn't see it yet, the Ramam in Akdamat Paragimel says the following. I'm sorry, Akdamat Chelagimel of the Mer. Akdamat Chelagimel of the Mer. The Ramam says the following. He has a problem. The Ramam is facing a problem. On the one hand, on the one hand, says the Rambam. On the one hand, says the Rambam, I rediscovered Sisri Torah. Rambam held, holds that he rediscovered Sisri Torah. Sisri Torah were lost from the nation, and the Rambam rediscovered them um, through his own eon, however he found them. And now he has a problem. His problem is that if he doesn't teach them, he doesn't write them down, they're going to be lost. They're going to be lost. Mitzad Shani, you're not allowed to write them down. Tachin, you're not allowed to write them down. You're not allowed to teach the Torah publicly. Surely you can't write them down. So, I'm like this. I'm like this. Should I write them down? Not letter. Should I not write them down? That's also not acceptable. Why? Because you, my Talmud, he had this one Talmud to whom he wrote the murder of him. And he wasn't he 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 wasn't in his presence. He didn't he wasn't face to face with this Talmud. So he's writing to him. The, he the, the Torah that the Ram has, the Talmud can only receive if the Ram writes it down. Ram says like this: If I wouldn't write it down, I would be considered this a great I know. I'd be I'd be uh, I'd be cheating you from something. Ke'ilu Either I'd be withholding the truth from someone who has a right to the truth. Or it would be jealousy of a Moirish on his Yerush. 
So Raman says like this. Raman says, if I don't write my Torah, I'm not allowed to write the Torah. But I'm not allowed to write down Sisei Torah. Not explicitly. But if I don't write Sisei Torah, then I'm going to be withholding something that you deserve. Or, says the Raman, it's going to be Kinas Hamoyrish al Yerushaseh. Be jealousy of a Moirish on his Yerush. Let's think what that means. It means like this. It means sometimes you have a Moirish, someone has a lot of money, and he um someone's supposed to yashin him, and he can't forget him. He's he's jealous that someone should yashin him. And those two things are bad midas. Okay, so first just you have to unpack what the Ram is saying. The Ram is saying I might be jealous. The reason why the Ramam is not going to write the Sisra Torah is because the, the, the Halacha says you're not allowed. The Mishnah Tagiga. So what does he mean when he says, but if I don't write Sisra Torah, that might be jealousy, which is a Midah Maguna. So it means very simple. It means very simple. The Ramam Shita is, Ramam says in the Shemir Prokin, that a person's Midas are molded by his actions. So what he's saying is a very simple thing. Even though I'm not going to, if I don't write Sisra Torah to you, it's going to be because I'm not allowed to write Sisra Torah. But the fact is, you are my Yerush. You're my heir. You're my Talmud, who should be my Yerush. So if I don't write Sisrei Torah to you, for you, then I am, in fact, not giving you your inheritance, which an action of not giving someone their inheritance leads to the Mida of not giving someone their inheritance, because actions lead a person to having certain Midas. Right, because midas, your midas follow from how you act. How you act makes you feel a certain way, and then I'm going to have a midah maguna. It's not acceptable to me to have a midah maguna. Okay. So again, so what's Ram's dilemma over here? Is his dilemma is his dilemma is that he's um, faced with an iser. Okay, he's faced with an iser to teach sisitayra. But if he if he honors that iser not to teach the Torah, he's going to be doing something because of an iser, partially because of an iser. He's going to be doing something because he's not that he that, that he must do because he's the Torah says he's he's not, he's not allowed to teach the Torah. That's going to lead to a midomigona of kim. Okay. So you have to think, very interesting thing. In other words, a person could be facing a situation where he's not allowed to do something because Torah says not allowed to do it. But the action that the Torah is mechai of him is an action that's going to lead him to a midah maguna. Okay, that could happen sometimes. There's nothing to do about that. But the Ramam's not happy with that. Ramam's not happy with that. Now what happened in the Ramam's case? The Ramam's case, the Ramam continues and says that, okay, I was stuck. Stuck what to do? He wants to teach my Simakov, but he can't. So he says, I had an Ezra Loki. Here's the other place where the Ramam uses this Lushan in a halacha in a, in a, in a, So it's actually one, maybe one other place. So remember, I said, he says, He says, And he also says that he talks about the seven program over there, we talked about the He said, I had an Ezra Loki that showed me how to, or led me to teach Maisimakov in such a way that I'll be able to reveal what the meaning is to those whom it's supposed to be revealed while it's going to be concealed from those to whom from those who who, who are not supposed to know it. So people who don't know this whole safer in and out are going to look at these problems and not going to understand what I'm saying. 
while the people that the safer is for are going to see this and going to understand it. So again, the Rambam is like this. Rambam is faced with a problem that is an instant in Megalosis um, but on the other hand, if he if he honors that issue, he's going to have a midah megona. See, it's a very interesting thing. He didn't say very clear. He didn't say I don't want to withhold it from you because you deserve it. He says it's a midah megona if I don't if I don't give it to you. Meaning, he of course you could withhold it from the Talmud. Teres is not the teacher. Teres is not teaches the Torah. That's fine. But the problem is the problem that the Ram had is that he's going to have a midah megona, and because he's going to have a midah megona, he's in a dilemma. The Ram doesn't doesn't want to have be left with a midah megona. And he and his Yeshua came, his deliverance came in the form of an Israel lucky that told him what to do. If someone's there, um, if you're there, I just want to know if anyone has any questions. I don't know if anyone's there right now. You can tune in, you can answer. Okay. I could stop for a moment and see if anyone has any questions. If not, we'll continue. Yeah. We're good so far? Lovely. Okay, fine. So if anyone wants to chime in, I'm happy to do so. But again, you have to understand what's happening in the Rambam. Very, very important idea. The Rambam was faced with a dilemma that he has an Isser Torah, which he has no problem with in reason. He says, okay, the Torah says I can't cheat Isser Torah, but if I honor that Isser, I'm going to be automatically withholding from my Talmud, who's my Yerish, something he deserves, which is like, which I'm not doing because I'm jealous, but I'm going to become jealous because you you, you become what you do. And that's a Mida Meguna. And that was his dilemma. And Boom, he had an Ezra lucky. Ayn Sham, this is in the Akdam, an amazing story, amazing little piece of history. Because of this dilemma and because of the Ezra lucky, that's how the Ramah was Megala, Maisimakava, in the way that he did in the Akdam to Techelikim. Okay, but I want you to think about what happened over here. The Rambam sort of bent the law, right? He says in the Agdama to the Marina Bukhman and Tzavasa Sefer that because he's going to go do something that's a, a little bit breaking the law. Remember, he says in the end of Parakei that means you're allowed to do something that has a nidnun aver. I'm the need chazer, I'm the wishatness. These kinds of averis, such as now in Megal the Kate, Kate Sadiqan says, you know what, I can do it anyways because I have to, and Komasech Hilashim Shemai. Or you're now the Megal Sisre Taira. That the Rambam did because because he was a Kamasek Shim Shemayim. Okay, we're not talking about we're not talking about um, these like I'm not sure what the getters of these are various, but everyone knows these are not like uh, Achilles Nevela. A Navi, a real Navi, is allowed to do Hirasha and Taridi Nevela. The Rambam says in in, in Perakei that someone who's Kamasek Shemayim, I say in a Pachas Navi, and we have Rais that the Rambam holds a Kamasek Shim Shemayim person is allowed to do these kinds of these softies through him, whatever he's allowed to bend them when he sees fit. Okay, the Rambam himself. Saw fit to bend the Torah and permit writing down sister in a certain way because the Rambam did not want that he, the Rambam, should end up with the Midorah. That's what happened. It's not that the Rambam said it's important to teach the Torah because on the one hand I'm not allowed to, but on the other, one, on the other hand I have to because I'm nice, I have to. No, he doesn't say I have to. He says, I don't want to have a Midorah. And because he doesn't want to have a Midorah, he has to figure something out. And he had an Ezra lucky. What that means is like this. The Rambam understands, as we've been discussing in the Akdamat of Shemar Parkman elsewhere, I mean, in other places in the Rambam, the Rambam understands that the purpose of the Torah is that a person should have perfect Midas. That's the purpose of the Torah. So therefore, if the Torah is going to lead the Rambam, who's doing it perfectly and doing it right, if he's going to lead the Rambam to have bad Midas, because if the Rambam can't teach this way Torah, the Rambam is going to have bad Midas. 
that is a design, not design, not a flaw in the design, but that's a, a, a that's not just a, a practical problem. That means that the kavanas Torah is not being fulfilled by the Torah. Because the kavanas Torah says the Rambam in the Shemitah is that a person should have good midas. And the Rambam, if he keeps the Torah, is not going to have good midas. So now, what happens to a regular person who's in that dilemma? So you don't do everything in Shemitah anyways. And in the Khanami, sometimes you have to do the Torah, and sometimes doing the Torah makes you cruel. Sometimes doing the Torah might make you uh, jealous, because depending on circumstances, sometimes the Torah might, makes you do things that make that give you those bad meetings. That's okay. That's true. The Ram says before, the Torah doesn't always work. That's fine. But you know what else doesn't always work? A person doesn't always work. So say that you're not a common side of the Shemitah person. No, you're not perfect anyways. And in this case, the Torah is, is not making you perfect. No, no, no nothing to do better. But what if you're a common side of the Shemitah person like the Rambam was? As he says, So you're like Pachas You are the person for whom the Torah is working until you come across a situation where the Torah is not working for you. Because you're, this is going to force you to become a jealous person. It's going to make you into a jealous person. It's going to make you into an evil person. So you're not going to be the same transcend. You're not going to invite to be able to transcend your goof like you did till now. So what happens to you? So what happens to you is you can change the Torah a little bit. You can tweak the Torah. Because you are someone who has the Ezra Loki. See, the same way, that's how I'm just pointing this parallel. Same way the Ramam says that is what gives a person doing that is what makes a person the Nabi. And therefore they were able to say that with that Ezra Loki. Like the Ramam says by Kosh Lechos that, um, that that's about the divine aid that you need so you shouldn't be Mekakal And that statement itself was said Lucky. So to the Rambam himself, the Rambam who, the Rambam who um, was a person, and when he was faced with a conflict between Shmir Satera and his what would be his bad midas, he, as being a person, had the Ezra Lucky at that moment to be able to to reconcile this somewhat. Remember, the Rambam says in the Agdama, sort of bent the law. But he had that Ezra lucky when he needed it to write the murder book. So, okay, so what I'm saying is like this, the Etz and the Rambam is so important because what it means is like this. The Rambam, since he understands the Torah, or thinks he understands the Torah, in other words, what I mean is he thinks he understands it. The Rambam claims that the whole Torah is there to make a person balanced. He better be right. Why, 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 why does the Rambam have to be right? Because you see, the Rambam wrote the murder book or at least that part of the murder of Bukhay Lagimu writes in Maisa Makava, <coughs> because he wouldn't let himself have bad meetings. Hagami Nali Megal says, but the Ramam couldn't be left with bad meetings. So therefore, he has to write the murder of Bukhay. Okay, Memela, if Memela, if the Ramam's right, that the purpose of the Torah is that a person should have good meetings, then it suggests that this taken this change that I'm can make in the law, the idea that he could write the Sizzay Torah, even though Betsy, until now, he couldn't write Sizzay Torah, that this taken is okay to make. Because if he could say, Hashem, he could say, Hashem, same with Chazal changed the halacha when they needed to, the Ram could change the halacha when he needs to. Only if the Ram really understands what the Torah is about. Because that's what we're saying. What, what makes Chazal Mishpatelikim is because if you understand what the Torah is about, then your Hesaf or your change is not a steer to the Torah, it's a Hemshad of the Torah. So the Ram himself, the Ram himself, had his Israel lucky to do something because the fact that it's called Master Shemayim and to, to actually go ahead and change the law. I'm just not understanding how far that goes. 
Okay. Like how far does that go? Where where we could say, okay, what he's doing is is Al-Tihar He's just taking a step further. Or we'll say, no, that's that's just wrong. Right. So here's the thing. I mean, see, no one asked that question on Chazal, right? Yes, I am. Exactly. That's my point. Um, you're essentially asking a question which we can ask on Chazal. Why do we accept that Chazal did this, right? So, and by, by, I'm right. pointing out that it's sort of an answer to your question. In other words, no one claims that there's no one claims that um, we can't that that not we. No one claims that humans can't add to the Torah or Takanis, whatever. But with all the rules of Chazal, the whole question is: we say we can't do it. Okay, say that. Fine, they're all healthy good in this outfit, you know? In other, not to say it, I mean to say, yeah, we have to figure out what does it take to do it? Why can't we do it? What, what is this all about? But in the Ramam's understanding, the key factor to who can do it and who not uh, is, is understanding Kavanah Satan, which I think is I think is very, very reasonable. Um, I think it's very reasonable. We're going to talk in the next slide when we talk about Kabbalah, Ms. Misha Amra, there's a lot to say about that. That there may be a whole different approach to the Torah, but I think it's but it's very reasonable to think that okay, you know what, which people are qualified to be mamshes of the Torah? Well, the first thing would be, can you tell me what the Torah is really all about, right? If you can't answer regalachas, what's the Torah aiming for? But I don't regalachas. I'm saying if you can't answer what the Torah is aiming for, then that suggests that you're not the person who can who can tweak things. Uh, we're not talking about undoing things. We're talking about xeris. We're talking about in the Ramam's case, we're talking about like I said before, a soft kind of Yisurim, maybe like when Megal says, Raman didn't uh, make completely new Xeris, right? He didn't see himself like a Tana. But at least in this regard, there's some sort of change. Um, yeah, the basic thing would be that you know what the Torah is about. And then, and then, yeah, and then you're, then you, then you're asking a legitimate question, which is, why do I believe that? Why do I accept that? But like I said, that's, that's a question of Hazal. What it is that we're accepting about Chazal is mainly that they were in tune with the Kavanah Satayra, such that when we say, okay, what makes the Torah divine? The fact that it's balanced, that's im Chazal, not beli Chazal, right? If Chazal were doing something again, that's the Rapashat, right? Let's say Chazal's Takonis would be so hafuch from what the Torah is about. We would say, okay, that's not, that's not, that's not legitimate. It's not legitimate. But... Not uh, it's not uh, from Baltes and Baltigra. All these takanas and Hey, they ask a good question. Ram talks about that. I haven't. I mean, that's a very important question. It happens to be. It's very interesting you mentioning that because the Rambam in the end of the Hakdamah to Mishnah Torah says a very interesting expression. And the Rambam lists the six hundred fifty mitzvahs because the whole sefer is structured on the mitzvahs, and then he says besides for these mitzvahs is also the Rabbanos. And um, so he says, why isn't this a tesefes al mitzvah zatayra? It's related to what we're talking about now, right? Um, are they adding to the Torah? What are they doing? So he said, he says in Arichas over there, which you have to see, but he says like this, he says, he says a few things. He says, it's only called the hisaf on the Torah if the Navi says Hashem was mitzvah him in this mitzvah to add it to mitzvah zatayra. But if they if if the Bezna Navi added something a mitzvah derech takana or derech ira derech gzeir it's not a tesefes because they didn't say Akash Baruch Hu to do this 
If they would say that, there would be herself on the Torah, which, by the way, a little bit not like I was saying before. The Torah says in Perek Dalin, Hashem Tziva, basically. But he says the following. He says, they're not saying Hashem was Mitzavah to do this. Rather, rather they're saying that the Nevi were Mitzavah to do it. Kedai, let's say Megillah. It talks about Megillah. That they were saying that, that the Nevi were Mitzavah to read Megillah. In order to mention Shvach HaShal HaKash Baruch Hu, Tshu HaShal 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 the purpose of reading Megillah is so that we should tell the further generations, generations, So he says, it's not a stuff on the Torah, because they're not saying that Hashem told us to add a mitzvah. They're saying that we're doing this and to medir the further generations that what it says in the Torah, um, is true. So I think what he's saying is that the purpose of the mitzvah is to uphold an existing truth that's in the Torah. And that's what makes it sound like Had Chazal said that the Torah has its agenda, but now there's a need for something new. And there's something new called Mikra Megillah. That would be a problem. The reason why it's not a problem is because they're saying that the Torah's agenda requires a, a Maisa Mitzvah. What's the Torah's agenda? Torah taught, let's say, one of the Torah's agendas is, Torah teaches us that there's no God and the furthermore, they knew that the later generations might not know that for whatever reason, and this mitzvah is going to solve that problem. So this mitzvah is organic to the Torah. It's something that the Torah itself, it, Torah, a good understanding of the Torah necessitates that we do this mitzvah. So I'm just going to... I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not masking to the problem you're asking because you ask, in other words, you're asking a technical problem, which, like I said, is really a problem with Chazal. And, and people should ask this, and they could. If Chazal could do things to the Torah and change and add mitzvahs, so maybe we should add mitzvahs today. This is actually, actually a very legitimate question. Taka, what does it take to add mitzvahs? I'm saying if we're, try, if we're trying to be Tanoim, then yeah, Muslim, one day we'll get there. We'll have a Sanhedrin and we'll talk be able to do that. But, but the path is, to, and, and a key point of the path is having chlor with the covenant of the Torah is. Okay? And um, and that's why it's so important that the Ram got it right. I mean, and he, maybe other people say he didn't get it right. You know, in other words, if people say the Ram didn't understand the Torah fully, which people do say, we'll talk about that soon in the Hemshech, it's not just like a prat here and there that the Ram's Torah is not so good and his Machshav is not so good. It means that, let's say in this regard, the Ram, the Ram Mamish wrote down such a Torah. He doesn't know what you're not allowed to do because because he couldn't have his Midas being ruined. And that's going with this idea that the Torah is about balance of Midas. Does that answer your question? Or does it give you more or does it at least give you more questions to think about? It it definitely it, it gives me a good marmarkum to spend time on. Okay, uh huh. We don't ask for much uh, more than that. Yeah. Okay, so just to wrap this up, then I want to move on to the next thing here. So basically to wrap it up, and this will be the end of our discussion of, of this whole Torah that the Ramam says that obviously leads you to Nevuah and obviously is about being Tanoim. So just to summarize, um, balanced Midas is divine. And that's what makes a Torah divine. makes a person divine. and makes the Tana into a Tana. and makes the Tana and, and even a Novi, slash Ruach HaKodesh. It's what makes a person um, able to say that my decisions, which are in line with the Torah's Moshe, are also the Dvar Hashem, because they're, as Ram says in the Hagdama to, to Mishnais, it's Mishpat Echod. It becomes one with the Torah. It's not considered a Safa. And this oneness with the Torah 
I think I'm telling to the Rambam in the Hakdamah to Mishnah Torah where he says it's um, the purpose of Mikra Megillah was to uphold the truth of a pasuk of an existing pasuk, and his point is that um, the Hisafis of Chazal are not truly Hisafis because they're not a 614th mitzvah; they're rather um, necessary for the existing teachings of the Torah. And 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 we find a similar thing that the Rambam himself, when faced with a breakdown internally of what the Torah is supposed to do, because the Torah is supposed to be mashal midas, and the Rambam would have, had he kept the Torah, would have had bad midas. The Rambam bent the, the Torah, as he says, Mefurish, one is allowed to do if a kamasayim. Again, to reiterate, that bending of the Torah that the Rambam did and Rabbi going did is not the same thing that a Navi could do, and not the same thing as Chazal could do. Chazal could say, "Don't take a little on Shabbos because of Xera. The Rambam didn't do anything near that. A Navi could say, "Be mechalo Shabbos for Hirasha. The Rambam didn't do anything like that. What did the Rambam do? He wrote Sisra Torah, and even then, he ended up doing it in a way that was chazi okay. There was a tziruf of his hiding it plus kamasayim, whatever that tziruf is. Um, okay, that's that's that for that Indian. Now I want to move on to um, Kabbalah Emes Mishamra. Moshe Mordechai wanted me to talk about that. The Rambam Vaiter in the Hakdama says that um, he's quoting from all sorts of sources, not only from Tanakh and Chazal, uh, and he has this Yisaid, which is actually not the Rambam, it's not the first one to say, it's an interesting question of where this expression came from. But him, the expression is in Arabic, whatever it is in Arabic, and in Hebrew everyone knows it as Kabbal HaEmes Misham, which is a little translation. One should accept the truth from whoever said it, okay? So, meaning, he's reading Al-Farabi, he's reading Aristotle, he's reading uh, Vero, he's Ibn Rashid, and all the other Chayon Avicenna, people that he talks about in his letter, Ibn Baga, whatever, fine, Baja, doesn't matter. All these philosophers, Ram says I can read it and accept the truth from whoever said it. So I want to tell you first two things that I'm not going to talk about because they're not interesting to me. They're not interesting in the Havon over here. They're interesting in the Kshalatim, but they're not interesting for the Havon of, of what the Ram's Chiddush is. There's a lav of Look in where Ram says that you're not allowed to um, you're not allowed to consider whether it's true, whether some of these Saitis Hadas are true. Uh, you're not let us start questioning is there a God, is there not a God? And so on and so forth. But so what happened to that is or why are you allowed to just read anything? Are you less allowed to read anything? That's one question, which like I said, it's a halacha question, it's a very important, very, very extremely important question, but it's not a gay for for the lumdus for the Havon of the Ram over here. It's just a side question, which I'm not so interested in. Um I mean, whatever the answer is, the Rambam, the Rambam, the Rambam holds that not everyone is allowed to consider these things because you have to know how to think. If you know how to think, then it's not called sasuru. Sasuru, is for those who are not trained in how to think and start thinking about things, they're going to get all straight. But if you know how to think, you can do, you can think about these things. That's the of what the Rambam holds. Another thing, which is another okay, Mashmur, you want to ask something? Is that, does that mean you're asking something? No, okay, right there. Another issue is that um, there's a rule about learning Torah from someone who's in a Hagad. Are you allowed to learn from, is it permitted to learn from someone who's not Hagad? Are we afraid of that rubbing off on you? So it is a question of Rameir, Rameir learning from Acher. Did the Rambam hold these like Rameir and he could learn from Acher? Or is there a difference in learning from his books as opposed to him personally? That's another important question, which again is is... Somewhat zaitig for, for what I'm interested in, in, in focusing on. I want to focus on just this idea, let's say. The Rambam is saying, Kabel ha'emes misha omroi. 
Okay? If someone says something that's true, then it's true. In other words, what he's saying is, what we spoke about thus far was halachic matters. Let's say, uh, is it a good idea to read things? Is it or permitted, which is to say, is it is it the right thing to do? Is it the right thing to do to read things? Is it the right thing to do to, to, to accept something from anyone that says it or should you avoid it? Okay? But now I want to talk about the the matter of, of veracity, of, of the truth of what you heard. I'm saying that if you hear something from someone and it seems to be true, you can accept that it's true. Now, in other words, that you know that it's true, regardless of who said it. Not whether you're allowed to do it, whether it's a good idea, but that you can accept it as a true fact, regardless of who told it to you. Let's think about that. So let's say, of course, when it comes to something, let's say like mathematics, if someone tells you something true, something that's mathematically true, then, of course, uh, the person that said it to you doesn't factor. It's obviously not a factor because mathematics is something you can understand. If you understand it, you understand it. You don't have to quote it. There's no din of Omer, Dover, B'Shem, Omra in mathematics because it has nothing to do with the Gavra. It's nothing to do with his particular understanding. But then the Ram says in the morning book from Kilikaf Berk Laman Aleph that although there are no machloikasim about mathematics, there are machloikasim about metaphysical questions. Or let's say, question of Shleimus Adam and Midas. Those are something that are, you don't have those kinds of um, logical proofs that leave no room for debate. So those kinds of questions, you might think that since those kinds of questions, considerations of, let's say, what makes a person perfect or how should a person act, those kinds of questions are not something that are nitin to being um, proven in some rigorous way that doesn't depend on a person's mind. So perhaps you might think that, oh, I shouldn't uh, listen to that person. But on the other hand, on the other hand, I'm not really listening to that person. If the arguments are compelling, if ultimately... I, I understand the argument. I understand why a person should be, let's say, then who cares who said it? Yes, some people might say otherwise, but ultimately I'm the one who's considering the understand the, the truth of that and, and, and it seems true to me. Okay, but then you might say, wait a second, where does this fit into the Torah? Isn't the Torah all about revelation? In other words, the Torah seems to tell us that it does matter who says something. It matters if Hashem said it to him. It matters if he's a Navi and so on and so forth. So in here, the Ramam is telling me to do something which seems to be completely antithetical to the Torah, because Torah is all about and it depends who said it, right? And it's like, it goes against everything we were saying till now, that that really we care about the Messiah, we care about people being divine. And now you're telling me, no, we just care about the Chachma. So well, how does this fit into Torah? The answer to that is that Torah and Chachma are two different things in the Ramam. Torah and Chachma are two different things. The Ramam says in the Marinavukim, this is a Chela Gimel parak, and dot less parak, that one of the meanings of the word Chachma is uh, the knowledge or the proof to certain ideas that the Torah asserts without reason, without logic. In other words, let's say the Torah says Hashem Echod. Okay? So when a person is young, he accepts that Hashem Echod and, um, and he accepts it on faith, as a Kabbalah, as a tradition. And then when he gets older, he's supposed to be which is to say, he's supposed to say, well, why is this true? Or how do I know this is true? So you start off accepting the Torah on faith as a good Jew. And you talk are certain the Torah is true. And then as you get older and wiser, you're supposed to use to figure out, well, why is the Torah true? Or how do I know the Torah is true? How do I know? I don't mean to say you're supposed to actually start questioning it. You're supposed to say, can I take this up a notch? 
and make this instead of just something that I accept into something that I know. And that's the difference between Torah and Chachma. Those are two different things, Torah and Chachma. And he says that's why a person gets up to heaven. They ask him, um, because the first thing a person is supposed to do is learn Torah as an accepting tradition. And then he's supposed to apply Chachma, which is to say, understand the reasons for the Torah. So when the Rambam is saying Kabbalah is Misha Omri, he's um, he's saying, look, Torah is Torah, fine. So I'll, of course I'll do the Torah. Torah says all oh, its mitzvahs. Torah says do Hashavas Abed. Torah says don't do bias, a certain bias. Torah says don't eat certain foods, as we mentioned earlier. Okay, of course I'm holding by that. But also when I when I get wiser, I want to understand the Chachma of the Torah. In order to understand the Chachma of the Torah, I have to make myself wise. I have to study Chachma. Studying Chachma. Stands on its own terms. Kabbalah is Mishamar. The basis of Chachma is thought, and therefore I'm supposed to use reason. In the Hanami, these are matters which are not knitted for the kinds of proof that make them above dispute. These are not the kinds of things that can be absolutely proven that no one will ever argue again anymore. However, nonetheless, there are things. These are things I can think about, and therefore, um, and therefore, it doesn't matter what the source is. Um, that means to say. That means to say the Ram holds the ultimate measure of truth is reason. You can start with Kabbalah, you can start with Messiah, but the ultimate but ultimately the reason can can understand uh, what reason understands is true and what reason does not understand is not true. But one more point is could I make is that the Ramam himself says that Nebuah can reveal things that reason doesn't know. For example, the fact that the world is created out of nothing, that's not something we can prove through Chachma. Something that Nebuah tells us fine, the Ram knows that. The Ram accepts that. But the the reasons why the Torah is good, let's say why a mitzvah is good, the, the metric for that and what we can know for that is is, is measured by Seichel. That's the Ramam Shita. And now I want to, I'll just briefly, I know I'm going pretty long over here. Let me just briefly say um, a major plucked on this. This seems very obvious. Ultimately, it seems Pashat right. Saif Saif, the measure of an idea Let's say to take the classic idea that the that the Shmuel is all about this idea that the Derech is a good idea. How do you know that? You don't find it in the Torah. Maybe you find a source if you have to, but the Iker source for that is reason. Seichel. Okay. So if your Seichel tells you that's true, fine, makes perfect sense. And if your Seichel tells you that that's the Shlemus Adam, you're going to go with that. That's what's going to you're going to understand the Torah. I'll pee the Seichel. Very good. That's what Seichel says. Lemaisa, this is assuming. This is assuming. That um, that seichel taka is my seichel adam can get to the truth. There is a different mahalach, different shita that holds that that um, that there are great truths. The, the main truths I say about how human is supposed to be noyig and shleimus adam and all these things, which are really beyond seichel, transcend seichel, and in fact you need kabbalah for them. And this is I'm going to say just uh, as one major source for this idea of seichel adam is hakodesh. The Vodas is from Rameya bin Gabay. It's from the Yisraelitikasvam of Kabbalah. And he argues with the Ramam about numerous things. And one of them is a very big idea. He says this idea that Seichel is the Kneimida, is the, met- the metric for what's true. Ad Kedekach, the Ramam holds that with his Seichel, he rediscovered Maisim Akam, Maisim Beresh, that were lost. The Vodas says, no, these kinds of things you can only know with Kabbalah. And in fact, Tami HaMitzvah, you can only know because Hashem reveals them to you. Um, there are certain things in the Torah that are a different than Seichel Anushi, negative Seichel Anushi, and therefore we have to accept, says Abed Zakredesh, 
that seichel is actually not the uh, not the real metric of what is true and what is false. So basically, I'm I'm being mekatz over here. Maybe this is something to talk about another time, a little bit more by Rikas. <laughs> that um, there, there is a sheet that says you cannot know if and sickly what the kavanas Torah is. That's a sheet of you could say the mikubalim in a certain in, in general say it's sense you could say that's what the mikubalim hold. There's a certain truth to that. The mikubalim hold there are things in the Torah that are negative seichel and you cannot know the kavanas Torah through a sickly stick away. The, the mitzvahs weren't given the seichel adam. Seichel adam cannot know shleimus amiti. These are all quotes from the uh, from the um, that the Gemara says Hashem reveals doesn't mean that you discover through your seichel, that means some sort of revelation. What this means is, we're going to our previous discussion, that the Ram says he knows Kabbalah's Torah. He understands the Torah. He understands the Torah, therefore he can, he can perhaps be Chazal, or at least a mini, a mini Chazal, do something. The other sheet that says, no, Seichel Anushi cannot understand Kavanah Satayr. So now, so we have questions. Okay, so what does it mean? So how do you tap into Kavanah Satayr according to the other sheet? According to the other sheet, you tap into Kavanah Satayr through some sort of much more vague or less definable kind of way. Maybe in some sort of experiential way, you become part of the Hashkacha, you get a certain Hashkacha to be part of the Messiah. I don't know much exactly how to define it in that sheet. There's what to think about. But what the Rambam did over here, which is say, look, I have a Torah, and of course the Torah is wise, and wisdom means what humans can know, according to the Rambam. And I'm going to use as much wisdom as I can to understand what the Torah is all about. And then I'll be someone who can say, here's what the Torah is about, and I'll, and I'll do things, I'll pizza. I'll say the Torah is about Midas, and I can't have bad Midas, and I'm going to change, going to tweak the halacha for that purpose. Um, bend the halacha for that purpose. The Avedis the, 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 the would say that... Um, this idea that you're going to figure out the Kavanah Zatayra because you read something that impressed you is, is completely flawed. So the Ikar Chedesh in Kabbalah Emes Misha Omra in the Rambam is this idea that MS is something that we can find through thought. The Misha Omra is, is another, like I said, is interesting. It's like, well, why am I listening to this guy? What about the fact that he's a bad guy? What about the fact that he's a Kaifer? Say that those are interesting questions, not so interesting to me for, 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 for the Lumdus here. The Lumdus in the Rambam is that the Rambam is saying that the ultimate measure of what's true is what is reasonable. So therefore, it doesn't matter who said it to you. Mashenki and the Cholkim might say, there are Cholkim that say, no, no, no. The ultimate measure of what's true is what's revealed. In fact, truth is much greater than we can fathom with our puny human minds. And therefore, if you want truth, don't limit yourself to what you understand, because then you're going to be missing the, the common satire. You have to realize it's much greater, much greater than human understanding. Okay, I hope I didn't go too long. I sort of lost track of time. We'll leave it at that. And if anyone has questions, speak Not up. Not long at all, but oh, okay, fine. Sounds like our perspective, Kabbalah and Shamar might not be the super negative to us, right? To us, why? Because if the Rambam saying that specifically because the Rambam himself was able to parse through what they were saying and know what's right and what's wrong. How could we possibly say that we're on the dark of the Rambam to to uh, to put ourselves in that position? Not that obviously if it comes across, so we're not going to deny it. But if it's uh, to hit to approach it head on, no. Yeah, I mean uh, certainly. Look, if you're not sure of something, you're not sure of something. There's nothing, you know. I mean, so you have no, you you have to have some metric to figure out what you what you accept. 
In other words, right. you have to chav. I'm saying if you're looking for truth, if you're talking looking for truth, okay, and you're saying, look, I, 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 I don't know, I'm not capable of figuring out what's true like the Rabbim was. Okay, so what are you capable of doing? You're capable of, of knowing, what are you capable of doing? Trusting is not truth. It's not, it's not looking for truth. No, I mean, see, you have to have some metric. You have to have some metric of truth. The trusting leads to truth. You sometimes, to sometimes leads to untruth. No, sometimes leads to untruth because what if the person was trusting the room? No, I'm saying, how do you know where that in person order, was trusting? In order for me to get the truth, I have to trust someone and trust his truth. Yeah, okay, right. I guess so. But yeah, I mean, the Rambam. The Ram was a big believer in reason, and I, I'm not sure why you're um, why you're assuming you can't you can't find become reasonable. I wouldn't assume that. Well, yeah. I'm saying it's work. It takes work, but the Ram the Ram holds takes work. Like I said before, the Ram holds place of suru. You ever lose a suru if if you if you think without knowing how to think. The Ram says like this. In other words, and he says clearly, because you don't know the Midas, if you don't know the Midas to find Emes, the Midas to find Emes are the Ramam's uh, book of logic. That's where Ram holds logic comes before everything else. In other words, if you if you know how to think, Ram believes it's very important to know how to think. Don't to think literally, meaning to know the rules of logic. If you know the rules of logic and you think according to the rules of logic, according to the Rambam, according to the Rambam, you will reach the truth, and you will reach the truth, and the truth won't 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 be a steer to the term. On the contrary, the truth will tell you you know what the term is really all about. Things that you were young, you accepted from a and now you're going to understand why they're true. Um, is that in fact the case? I don't know. We have to try it to find out. The Elam thinks not, but that's mostly because Elam didn't try it. I mean, there's like a general idea these days that uh, we can't know anything, you know? Which maybe is true, maybe not, but we have to at least try. I mean, we have to try till we, till we can be, till we can assert that. I hear. Sounds. Okay, so we'll stop here, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, like you. I said, we're off next week. We'll be in touch about the week after. Okay. Thank you very much. My yeah, pleasure.